0: Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in.
1: Okay. Hi. So
0: (laughs) we need to kick off this episode about teenagers because we're continuing our seasonal parenting series Mm -hmm. and we're kicking off about teenagers Thankfully, we have experts talking about it with us today because we are not, I don't know, squat about teenagers, except you kind of
1: do because of your middle school years. Yeah, but they're middle school. They're still kind of the younger, younger teenage, right? Like upper tween, younger teen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different. I actually love teenagers too. So I don't know. Is
0: there, I mean, if you, if you were going to go back and you had to choose to middle school and high school Mm -hmm. to teach, where would
1: you choose? Mm, that's tricky. Do you know, the whole time that I taught middle school, I was working to teach at the high school. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And when the opportunity became available, I was pregnant and knew that I wouldn't
0: oh. go back. And so
1: I wasn't able to. So I don't know. That's actually really hard. Mm. I don't know which one I would choose. I mm. think I would love them both equally. But I love I can't the- can't say that. You have Why? to have it. <laughs> <laughs> Just Are you going to make me choose a favorite child yeah, too? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Cool, cool can't wait I got it I'm ready <laughs> no no I think there are wonderful things about each each age that just yeah. makes it so much fun mm-hmm. to interact with and teach which I mean you're it's right. evidenced by all the people we've talked to you're right and we have yet to talk to a parent who's like oh this is the worst you are exactly right you're exactly right well and you, spoiler alert
0: yeah you have a you had a son that just had a birthday he just turned 11 mm-hmm. so you're kind of on the precipice of teenagehood. Are you starting to see things in your oldest that you're like, "Oh, we're transitioning out of kids, we're getting like mm-hmm. what
1: have you what have you started to see?" Yeah. Well, a little bit more of the importance of holding space for him to feel what he kind of wants to feel or go through because he has a lot more emotions now I've noticed mm. right like oh interesting you just and stronger feelings but he can also verbalize what mm-hmm. he wants mm-hmm. and I can't just be like no because I said so yeah you need to do this because I said so yeah it. like he actually he, we need to talk about it but if I can logically say this is what I would like for you to do or can you I don't he gets logic. So I kind of love that. It's not like, you know, the toddler or the younger kids Mm -hmm. who just, I don't know, they can't process the logic behind the why as much. Right. It's really fun to get to reason and logic with him a little bit and to see him go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I'll do X, Y, and Z. Yeah.
0: One thing I have noticed with your son is that Mm -hmm. he is growing out of, um, kid experiences yeah he is starting to have interests that are different from your other three yeah your other three you know when we went to Legoland mm. your other three had a really good time mm-hmm. your oldest son he he was fine yeah he wasn't he wasn't fine but you could tell that he wanted more like yeah. he would have had more fun at, like Universal Studios like for sure he, I'm starting to see the age show itself through like activities yeah. and what his interests are yeah. You know, yeah. when I came in tonight, he was just sitting at the table doing Legos and my six year old will do that, but it needs to be a small Lego set. Mm-hmm. He was doing a big one and yeah. his, his attention span for, for things like that is, is changing.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Does it excite
1: you? It does. But I love, again, I love it. I love this age. It is so fun to do things with them and to take them places and just start to experience more life with them. Sure. Instead of just managing. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and because I don't have any teenagers, and you're right, you're almost there, we called in more experts with regard to this season of life and so we are talking to first our good friend Whitney Mm -hmm. who is very plugged in and involved here in the state of Utah with her not only her kids but also a lot of teenagers and kids in the community Mm -hmm. so let's talk to her and let's get her insight on her season of life with teenagers let's do it
2: so Whitney pulled
0: over to the side of the road to talk to us, and um, we, Whitney, let's start by asking you to just like tell us about yourself, like what you do outside of your family and outside of your kids, and then tell us about you and your family.
2: Okay, so <laughs> I saw, I'm a realtor. I sell real estate, and um, kind of got back into that recently after a little break from having all of the kids at home. Um, I also love to be involved in education. so as you guys know, so I um, help with a nonprofit called Junior Achievement and we go into schools and teach kids financial literacy skills and entrepreneurship and kind of give them a vision of what they could be that the future is bright. So how did you
0: get into junior achievement? Because I actually never heard of it until I until I like started rubbing
1: shoulders with you. Yeah, same.
2: Okay, so my kids, when they're in fifth grade, when your kids are in fifth grade, they can go to JA City with their schools. and that's where I first learned about it. I volunteered for that day. and it's like a mini city built out like Disneylandish looking. and um, they they have jobs for the day and they run a city and they love it. It's every fifth grader's favorite day ever. Um, I've never even did heard you, of you that. You didn't do that? We actually
1: had something exactly like that in Kansas City called Exchange City. And in fifth grade, you learn how to write checks all that yep. year. And then it, you go and you have a mayor and you have like the... Anyway, everyone has jobs, and you just spend the whole day like you're all these little adults, and it is so fun. I was the mayor. Just saying. you would be the mayor.
2: Of course, you were. <laughs> you would be.
1: The mayor. It was so fun, though. What a cool kind of extension of yeah. that activity to be able to do that.
2: I love experiential learning, hands-on learning. I think we need more of that in our schools. We live in such a dynamic, amazing world. And sometimes we then go, kids go into classrooms and they're kind of cut off from all of that, Mm -hmm. just kind of by the nature of how things are set up. So I love being able to give kids those opportunities.
0: And they they light up. They come to life. So. so good. I mean, I'm in charge of experiential learning at our school right now and I'm like sweating buckets 24 hours a day just thinking about putting it together. So the fact that she does it like Let's do this, I'll...
2: Amanda. Ah!
0: You have this the energy. Perfect. I haven't even had an energy drink today. I haven't I'm not, I'm just barely getting started. <laughs> but okay, so you let's see, you're a real estate agent, you do junior achievement. Uh like what are some of your hobbies as a mom?
2: Okay. Um, exercise is my favorite. I have to get out every day or do something every day. That's my sanity. What are you doing um, every day though? Today. So Bowden stayed home this morning. Um, and I took him in a little late. So we went running together, like just being out and getting the fresh air. Like that's why we live here. It's so beautiful. There's so much. To do. So hiking. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, speaking of your son, introduce us to your kids. What ages are they? What genders?
2: Like, just tell us about your kiddos. Okay. So I have four kids. We have three boys and our youngest is a girl. So Will is 16. Jonah is 14. He'll be 15 this summer. Um, Bowden is 12 and Lexi is eight. As you know, going on 16. (laughs)
1: least as all eight-year-old girls are at this
0: point
2: right yes very
3: true
0: very true well before we get into like the deep deep questions of this interview I had one that I wanted to ask you earlier when when with three teenage boys is there ever a time when there's not dribbles on the toilet seat
2: Oh my gosh. I say this all the time. My kids will be embarrassed. I don't know who decided they should stand up.
0: (laughs) 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 I just, are you just like constantly cleaning the toilet? And like the other day I was like, Will there ever, cause I like sat down after I just wiped it and I was like, what in the heavens, <laughs> you know? And I was like, is there ever not going to be dribbles? And so, you know, even it sounds like with older boys,
2: I'm sorry to disappoint you, but okay. yes. And you know what, Matt and I have them clean their own bathroom mm-hmm. so that we try, we thought maybe that would help, but I don't know if anything helps. So <laughs>
1: round them to their own bathroom you may not use
2: any other bathroom in this house
1: except for yours well
2: we don't have i have a friend who does that really she has has her own bathroom and her husband and boys have a bathroom her (laughs) husband too what a luxury i
0: could never have such thing i just have to order some porta potties to put out on you know outside Mm. and be like hey you got to use porta potties that's what we'd have to do because i don't have enough space in my house well, that is so fun. Okay.
1: Well, that's disappointing, but maybe we can talk about some happier things. Go ahead. <laughs> so we have a couple questions for you. The first is, well, no, it actually doesn't get much better from pee on the seat. No. What is the hardest part of this season of parenting? Oh, and we weren't even very specific. Yeah. We're interviewing Whitney
0: today because you're in the teenage season. Uh, yeah. Right now you have got three teenage boys and your eight-year-old wannabe 16-year-old. So you're in the teen season of parenting. Mm -hmm. So what's the hardest part of, yeah, the hardest part of
2: this season of parenting? I think the hardest part is not doing everything for them. Like, you know, you look at their situation sometimes and you think, I can fix that. I can make that better. It would be easy and I know what to do here. Or I could write this email to his teacher for him because he's really struggling with it or, you know, whatever it is. But So I think that's hard because I have to remind myself, like, this is their time to learn. This is the opportunity that they need to grow and fumble. And it's a lot easier to do it now than if, than doing it later. Um, But it's hard to kind of pull back and, and, and know when to say, like, when to say some things and when it's enough and when to just let them figure things out.
0: That's going to be very hard for me, frankly.
1: Well, yeah. How do you, for every situation, do you have to step back and say, do I get involved in this or not? Like, do you have a threshold where you think, oh, now I'm getting involved?
2: I mean, you want to be there. So I'm there for them, right? Like, I'm always there trying to help them, but in a way that empowers them instead of doing it for them so I like to think that they tell me what's going on I think that's another hard part is you don't really know everything you don't know the dynamics anymore like when they're little you know the other parents you know whose house they're at you know those kinds of things and you don't have that window anymore into a lot of things so uh I kind of see it as the the framework is laid in these young days so that you're building that relationship, you're creating that trust, you're, you, you have that to rely on because as they get older, they do need to be more independent, but that doesn't mean that you're not there for them or that you're not there to support them. They need to know you're there to support them, but as far as solving problems, they do need to start figuring that out and you can guide them. I think there's some extremes. Some parents won't do anything, right? And they're kind of like letting their kids figure it out. And then the other extreme, where some parents are writing their texts for them and kind of see. What do you mean? (laughs) Writing their texts for them? What do you mean? That's a thing? Like
1: on their phone? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Under what
2: circumstance?
0: I can't even, I can't, my husband doesn't even like let me do it. I would never fly in my house.
2: And they need to build their own confidence, right? Like the more they do, the more their confidence grows. So I just think like that, knowing that balance is key and it's hard. And there are many days where we think, are we messing them up? Like how Mm -hmm. (laughs) it does, that doesn't change. I remember feeling like that when I had little ones too, but
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wild. But we we uh we have interviewed a few people with teenagers and they have actually said very similar things that it is the the not the paradigm of control, how all of a sudden they need to be able to experience independence, just like you said. And this is a good lesson for me because I am such a control freak. I need to like start
1: practicing now. So this is really good for me, frankly. Yeah, because I'm assuming it's just gradual, right? As your kids get older, even at the age of eight. You start to find ways that you can give them control and build on it. It's not like you know your, your kids are 14 now, so see you Yeah,
2: right. Exactly. Exactly. It, and it really builds over time. And then I think if you build that relationship, and each child is different, so as you know, your relationship with each of them is slightly different. Um, but just kind of having that comfort and confidence in that relationship helps you through the teenage years too. Cause they, they push and, and pull too. Like there are plenty of days where my big boys are like, mom, I love you. And still just out of the blue, will come up, give me a big hug. And I think boys are extra sweet and affectionate with moms is, is what I've heard and what we're experiencing. So I love that. But and you're seeing them, too, as like a version of their young selves, but in this, this grown-up version. And there's nothing more gratifying or wonderful to see them coming into their own and becoming who who they've always been. But now they're getting a chance to really be that person. And it's pretty amazing. Hmm. That is amazing. It seems very
0: gratifying. You know, I don't know why I'm being such a downer today. I think I'm just so nervous. What are some of the things that te- your teenagers tend to push back on?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Again, like my boys are pretty easy, so I'm lucky in that way. Anytime um, I, I, I get, if I'm like, who are you hanging out with? What are you planning on doing? It's like, mom, I got this. Mom, just like, hey, mom. like, kind of let me do this i've got this i'm good <laughs> i like to plan they don't so <laughs> yeah this
0: is it's such good practice for it's so good it's so good this is good advice i
2: think the biggest one too amanda is like cleaning up like no or i i just can't even <laughs> oh no i have one that's very neat and clean makes his bed every morning like mm. dream there is hope and for then, america Okay. just joking. <laughs> I have a few others that are not.
0: <laughs> it's fine. I'll figure it out. Start them young.
1: Yep. I'll, I'll figure it out. It's fine.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We've spoken about the hardest part. Let's now get a little more optimistic for Amanda's sake. She yeah. needs this. What is the best part of this season of parenting? What do you just love? You can do everything now.
2: Like you're you don't have schedules to adhere to. You don't have bedtimes, even like we're up late as a family. But like, you can do anything now. I think one of the best things is like skiing, for example. It is blood, sweat, and tears to teach your family to ski. Right? Like, it's a lot of work. It's so hard. And now, I mean, I'm left in the dust. I cannot keep up. But it's so much fun to now be able. You can travel and experience all of like the world and do these things and they're right there with you and they're getting it. And I mean, there, that is so much fun. I think.
0: Are you, are you sensing a theme? Yes. With all of our interviewees, everyone has said there's an element of, um, not, not, not freedom, like ease and, um, like you can just do things. You can finally do things and not be tied down by, you know,
1: what? say it better. You're more eloquent. No, no, I don't know about that, but you, you've set your family culture. You have these, you've had these experiences. You get to go together to do these experiences and build on your family history. And yes. just, you make those memories together. Now you've done the hard yes. part of setting them up for success. Now you take them out into the world and say, let's go do things together yes. and
2: have yes. fun doing it. It's so much fun. It's like we've planted the seeds and we've nurtured them. And now we have this beautiful garden that's just going crazy. And Mm. it really is so much fun. And seeing them out on their own and seeing them kind of start to make their mark on the world and start to see who they're going to be. Like, you know, these personalities have been in them and now kind of just seeing them become bigger and more pronounced and more who they are. It's awesome. It's so much fun. It, well, and I can attest to that because I,
0: when her boys walk their dog around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. her, her sons will stop and say, hi, Mrs. Sechrist, how are you? And I'm always like, oh, my stars. Like It's like just amazing. And so I think it is, that would be, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Seeing the fruits of our labors start to manifest themselves on their own instead of being prompted. I think that would be really fun yeah yeah just being able to travel
2: and you don't have to bring everything with you right no (laughs) no pack in
0: place we're done with that they just get the clothes on their back that's right well they pack themselves good luck whatever you bring good luck with that (laughs) yes okay so Whitney what are some of your um well I guess tell us about one of your core memories with your family or your kids in this particular season of life is there something that's happened recently that you're like oh I never want to forget this.
2: I think it's on the mountain. Like we're such, we love to be outside. And this ski season was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And we may sometimes value skiing over school. So (laughs) on a good powder day, we're known to just skip school and head up to snowboard. Um, So we did do that a few times this year. And just being out there together and everybody having the time of their lives together, it's almost like, we don't need anything else more than this in the world. Like that's how it felt this multiple times this season. So it was just a lot of fun. I
0: I have nothing to say. That just sounds so great. It sounds so great. And, and I don't think you value skiing over school, but I think you prioritize your family hobbies and traditions just as much as school. And for as long as I've known you, you've always occasionally pulled your kids out to go skiing. And I see no issue with that because you're all together as a family and you're, your kids are not
2: falling behind. They're just fine. And, you know, emotionally and, like, to build that relationship, we need it. Mm-hmm. I think we all need a little break from the routine sometimes to do something extra fun, extra special, and that makes it memorable. Sure. So yes. it's fun. Yes. I totally understand. Well, Whitney, thank you so much
0: for taking the time to talk to us and for uh, booing me up with regard to... Uh, teenagers. I mean, I still am worried about the toilet situation, but I am very thrilled to be able to take them skiing. That'll be exciting.
2: You are going to have the time of your lives, you guys. You'll, you'll be loving it.
0: Our little cheerleader right here, Megan. Cannot wait. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You go pick up your kids. We're going to pick up our kids and we will talk to you in a little bit. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank talk you Talk to you. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: She always has good things to say. <laughs> She always has good yeah. things to say. Yeah, talking to Whitney is always so eye opening, and I could talk to her all day long. Yeah, same.
0: and I don't talk to her enough because you know she—they're living their lives and. Do
1: you know, one of her daughters and my daughter played hockey together, Mm. and I always loved getting to pick her brain, especially about hockey things, but just getting to pick her brain about all the things that she's involved in. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of fun to hear an insider scoop, because you Mm. know what? Her teenagers are so well-behaved. I love
1: her teenage boys. Every time they see me, it's always...
0: Hello, Mrs. Secret. I'm always like,
1: oh, "Oh, hello. You're you're a sucker for anyone who calls you miss or missus. I'm a sucker
0: for manners. Mm. That's what I'm a sucker Mm -hmm, for. mm -hmm. And her boys have manners. So that's Mm. very sweet. Okay, so now we're going to go and talk to our friend Kristen, who... What do we... She She is a teenager expert. She's a
1: powerhouse with teenagers. And it's just... So fun to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got a ton of great ideas mm-hmm. and really interesting insights to how to parent teenagers. And we were so excited, thrilled mm-hmm. when she enthusiastically said she would let us interview her, yeah. her brain for a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I really did used to be very nervous about the teenage season. And mm-hmm. it
0: wasn't until I found her and started following her that I thought, what am I afraid of? Like, mm-hmm. I was a teenager once. It you was were. terrifying but <laughs> wait you were it was I'm, terrifying for you as a for, I'm sure for my I think for my mother huh. for my huh. mom yeah yeah. so anyways let's talk to her and um, let's leave feeling comforted after this conversation. Let's
1: go right over. can't wait. okay, so one of the reasons we wanted to talk with you is because your message resonates so much with us on your Instagram account at Kristen Duke chats, right? That's how you break it up. Okay, just want to
3: make sure. Yep, 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 that's how it works.
1: You mention how you heard so many people talk negatively about parenting teenagers, and you were genuinely scared to raise them. And because of that, you've researched and read and watched other parents parent their teenagers, and we cannot wait to glean some teenage parenting wisdom from you.
3: Well, I hope I can offer something. I, yeah, I've always kind of loved teens, but then I heard such negativity. I thought, what's the deal here? Is it really as scary as people are saying it is? And then I stepped into it and I thought, these kids are awesome. Mm. And yeah, they got, they got some challenges that sometimes are reflected back on me. But, um, I think that's just uh, the biggest challenge for parents is just not really understanding or remembering what it's like to be a teenager. Mm. And I don't know, somehow I remember. Somehow I feel like it was just yesterday and I can remember all the things. And um, I spent spent some years, yeah, trying to get to the bottom of it to help myself and other people. Yeah. Well, following you on Instagram
0: has actually made me very excited to have teenagers on my own. Megan's oh, already good. excited because so you're a, a middle school teacher, but I also had heard scary things until I started following you. And now I'm I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I think that's why we wanted to do this episode on, um, parenting teenagers. And so therefore we had to call
1: the experts, the big guns in, and here you are.
3: Here we are. All right. What you got? Okay. Throw it at me. All right.
1: So the first question we want to know is super simple. We're going to quiz you a little bit. Tell us just where you live and the ages of your kiddos. Okay. We are
3: in Colorado Springs, Colorado, we actually raised our family mostly in Austin, Texas for about 17 years. And we just moved here two and a half years ago after my two boys had graduated high school. So my two oldest are 22 and 20. They're in college. Um, like I said, both graduated high school. And then my daughters are well, 17 she's about to graduate herself Mm -hmm. and, um, 14, is my daughter so senior in high school in eighth grade right now so my daughter is going to graduate and then we'll have just one child at home one one teen this joke about how she's going to be spoiled (laughs) already
1: her older siblings will remind her of that frequently I'm sure (laughs) I'm I'm sure that's true yeah Well, this makes me even more excited also because I have kids, the exact same genders and age gaps as yours, but my oldest is 11. And so again, it is so fun to watch other parents do this and, and have fun and think, Oh, that's
3: going to be us. I cannot wait. Right. You can picture it. You can imagine it. And yes, I, I have had a few friends with kids a little bit older too, and it's fun. It's fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks
3: for setting a good example.
1: (laughs) Okay. So one of the first questions about this season of parenting is what is the best part of this season of parenting right now?
3: I love watching my teenagers just discover the world, discover their own qualities and things that they are putting out into the world discovering their talents, having these really mature and fun conversations where they're thinking and they're dreaming and they're observing. And I, I love that intellectual part and um, of just like the excitement of stepping into like, I call it kind of pre-adult world, stepping into all of the things that are to discover about about world the world and life and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you really are seeing them become adults. You're watching them yeah. kind of bridge that, I don't know, go over the bridge of...
0: Well, test the waters of adulthood, you know, yeah. how, how is this going to go? And yeah, I mean, you've you spent many years teaching them and as teenagers, I think that's when they kind of start putting into practice more frequently. Mm-hmm. So watching right. them do that
3: would be really fun. Yeah. It is. And I think that's also something that parents struggle with too, is that independence of, wait, you're supposed to do what I say, you used to listen to me and, you know, they have that more of an independence and it's trusting them to make those choices, which is really difficult for a lot of people to let go.
1: Yeah. Well, can you speak more to that struggle? What did that look like for you? And how did you get to where you are now in your mindset?
3: Oh, you know, I I think it's hard just in general. I kind of have this analogy. um, I have that I do with some people that I mentor and I talk a lot about um, control in general. And you think about babies and we have to 100% control everything. They cannot survive on their own. And so, I mean, as they grow up, it's just this complete letting go of control process. And it's really hard because that instinct we were taught to protect them and to shield them and to keep them from harm and danger And as they get older, some things that I mean, just driving in general, you know, parents of teenagers are like, I'm scared, I'm scared, they're gonna hit someone I'm scared someone's gonna hit them I'm scared, you know, something's gonna happen to the car or red lights or whatever. And I think that's just like a big part of letting go of that control of like, you, you can't, you can't. And our parents probably think the same thing. We don't even live in the same household with them. But our parents, um, they can't control me driving or other drivers on the road either but it's just for some reason it's just difficult yeah when you have your kids in your home with you and they turn that age where they can drive and then they can date and they can make friends and you're not a part of it and you just don't have that control and um it's it's just really difficult to let go of I don't I don't know I, I feel like for me the biggest thing of letting go of control and I still struggle with it is just you know um like my daughter was applying for college last fall and you know she knew the date and I knew the date and for some reason I was just like you know do this do this do this by this date like get it in early like in my mind that was the best idea is to get it in early and I, I could have just let go and she would have gotten it in but trying to be controlling and like in my mind I don't think I'm not being controlling I'm just trying to help her yeah. like that phrase of like I'm just trying to if you had him just trying to you're probably being to control oh, and it's, it's, it's difficult because you want to you just want to help mm-hmm. and I've heard my kids one daughter in particular say I feel like you think that I'm not capable mm-hmm. when you suggest this or you keep reminding me this and I'm like well that I don't want you to feel that and that's something I have to remind myself is yeah when you try and micromanage and control It makes them feel less capable, which lessens their self-esteem and, you know, punches their confidence. And, you know, we want to do the things that are building up their confidence. And so that's something that I have challenges with because I want, I just want to help. Yeah. And sometimes that helping is not helping. Yeah. Not helping our relationship. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. That's very well Mm -hmm.
0: said. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. very well said. I wonder if part of it too, this season, is just that it's new it's new for us as parents. You know, when you talked about the driving, I thought about my parents worrying about me driving, but they're probably a little less worried now because I'm an adult and I've been doing it for a few years. But I wonder if sure. the 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 fear that we feel just simply has to do with the newness of it. Give it, right. give them five years in the driver's seat and we'll still worry, but a little bit less, you know? So I think there's right. just this element of like, no one knows what they're doing. So let's just let's just tread lightly. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's what
3: it is. I don't know. Yeah. And you just have to kind of tell yourself, you know, you've taught them, you know, driving, they've taken the driver's training. Someone said that they passed the test. (laughs) So just trust, just trust that they passed the test and, you know, go with it.
0: Yeah. Trust that so. they pass the test. I just need to start. I need to write that on a t-shirt. <laughs> and, <laughs> No <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
3: of tests. I know. And so with the thing of just trying to help, I have to really weigh myself up. Okay. I want to just help in these 10 areas, but I'm going to let go of nine. And, you know, this is something that is, I feel strongly about and they might be annoyed and I can dance around it and I can be gentler. I can change my approach. I'm going to let some other things go. But, so I'm not suggesting that you have to let go of everything, but just recognize that controlling, sometimes they feel incapable.
1: Yeah. Well, it's good to yeah. just step back and have that kind of perspective or reframing of the situation and say, you now, what can I actually let go of? Yeah. And, well, in speaking to this um, need to control or this feeling or, or lack of control, would you say that that is one of the hardest parts of this season of raising teens or is there something harder?
3: (laughs) I mean, it's definitely a factor for myself. Another thing that's challenging for me um, is I get my feelings hurt easily. And I hear that from a lot of parents also. I feel like, I think a lot of parents are like, I do so much for you. Mm. Why are you grumpy? Or why are you answering short? Or why won't you just answer my question? Or why won't you just like, um, and, that's something that I remember that I bring, I bring a piece of my own childhood. My mom would say, I bend over backwards for you and this is how you're treating me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was just a typical teen. I was a good kid. I, you know, I had my grumpy moments. I had, I didn't necessarily want to divulge or disclose like my personal information and that hurt her feelings. And so um, she kind of treated me like I was this ungrateful kid. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that was really harmful for me. And I didn't realize at the time, like, I felt really disconnected from her and even into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And as I've kind of uncovered some things through researching teens, I realized I didn't trust her because she, like, she treated me like my mood swings, you know, I'll just say typical teen mood swings were, you know, like a brat or, Mm -hmm. you know, just like a, a terrible teen. And I think a lot of parents struggle with that. And I feel myself creeping into that mindset and that experience as well because I do a lot for my kids and they're not not always like in the best mood you know and so I have to realize like it's not about me or maybe it is about me sometimes it is sometimes it is about the way you're connecting or disconnecting and um, so I think like the hurt feelings is something that I see a lot and I have to say you have to separate you have to separate you know what you do from how they're treating you and I'm and it doesn't mean they can walk all over you and doesn't mean that they can be rude and mean but if they don't want to disclose something like that's their business like if they're like I don't know just a friend situation or somebody's dating like I'm always like oh what's the juice and sometimes my daughter's like "Mm, I don't really want to talk about it Hmm. okay (laughs) Hmm. and so like my natural tendency is like whatever I'm cool mom. I'm a nice mom. I'm a, you know, this and that. And she doesn't want to talk about it. And okay.
0: Thank you for putting that on our radar. radar. I never would have thought of that, but as someone who can be kind of sensitive, that is like really good insight that I need to start working on now. One of another parenting guru that you and I follow, I'm sure you've heard of her too, Ralphie from Simply On Purpose. She always says, you are in control of your own emotions. Do not let your kids influence your emotions or tell you how to feel. And as you said that, you know, I thought I I need to, they are allowed to have mood swings. I have mood swings and yeah. I need to be able to, to not, not dive into their, <laughs> their mood swings. Right. I need to be able to stay yeah. in my own
1: place and let, allow them to have mood swings. Yeah, too. Hold space for, for their feelings. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah agreed yeah yeah
1: which is so interesting because we think about that a lot with little kids Mm -hmm. but i don't know that i've actually transferred that knowledge to oh as my kids get older that still applies yeah like it really does and i think the challenge
3: with teenagers is people are like you know better by now you Mm. are acting like this like i can have these intellectual conversations with you you know like you are an adult in this way but they're still like one of my favorite things to say is like their brains and bodies are, are under major construction. Like you think Mm. of a construction zone and there's jackhammers and there's caution signs and all of this stuff. And like, they seem like an adult. And so you think that they know better and they do, and they feel bad, Mm. but they're not going to show that they feel bad when you're shaming them Mm. because they're injured. They're injured from how, how you're treating them. So, um, yeah, the mood swings will happen. Yeah. And yeah, just try not to take it personally and separate that. Yeah,
0: I have learned so much. I, I am so grateful no, this I is don't. going down <laughs> in the history of our podcast. I literally need to go back and take notes on
1: this. <laughs> okay, well, final question for you. Okay. What is a core memory from this phase of parenting that you always want to remember?
3: Well, the first thing that I thought of is like, the last six months, like currently, so and my boys are at house. Generally speaking, core memories for me are family vacations that we take. Mm. I love to plan and um, execute family vacations, and with um, my daughters, um, they love concerts. So we went to Austin last fall. And we went to the Harry Styles concert, <laughs> and we're going to Taylor Swift, and they're very excited about it. It's still, it's a couple. It's still like in July, but. Um, Just thinking of just memories to be able to experience together. And I feel like they're connecting and um, things they enjoy and things I enjoy. And I feel like, yeah, hopefully core memory for them, definitely core memory for me.
0: That's going to be you. You love concerts, and you'll be able to do that with your teenage kids. Yeah, drag all my kids to all the shows. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun. That is so fun. Well, Kristen, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. You know, as moms, we value each other's
1: time and each other's sleep. So we're going to let you go. Well, and Kristen, I have one more question for you. On okay. your yeah. on your Instagram account, one of your pinned posts it says that if parents want to learn more about your experiences, that they can DM you to receive a free guide, the 10 ways to connect yes. with your teenager and become close. Is it okay if we mention that in the episode yeah. just to say, yeah. hey, go, great. go give her a follow. And if you want to learn more, DM her so you can get that really helpful resource.
3: Yes, we'd love it. It is actually the link in my profile, they Perfect. can send me a message also. I love to chat. Okay.
1: We get people. You're yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so
0: much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. okay, See you later.
1: Bye. All right. I cannot wait to put all of the things we have learned into practice. Well, and there is something to be said about
0: hearing how other parents parent. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot from watching other families, and I learn a lot from having conversations like this, and it 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 puts a new pep in my step.
1: Well, and I love the perspective, right? As we speak to each parent it really does put each season into perspective and reminds us that oh it's not going to be like this forever whether you want it to be or not and so there are some really wonderful ways to take advantage of these seasons to learn and to grow and to strengthen your family from these experiences Mm, we're going to end right there because that was so well said so let's put the baby to bed all right please take a minute to rate review comment leave us some feedback or love we'll take whatever you have for us because we love you and appreciate you. Be a friend to everyone. Love wow, my voice. <laughs> I'm going through puberty, too. Bye. On that note. <laughs>